the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. <laughs> yes, it is episode 46 of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. It's John Taylor. I'm joined by comedian extraordinaire Shan Carr, our co-host and as usual, we have the usual lineup, a police lineup, including a very tall dude who has some really cool new toys. He's going to talk about Brad Fur, your gay desert guide. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. And we've got Dr. Laura Rush, who is uh, working from home and uh, is going to be uh, on, on call there for a few more days. Uh, today, just to the, one more day today. That's it. All right. And of course... A guy who's always on the job. It's uh, Jimmy Bogle, who is the publisher and editor and journalist from Coachella Valley Independent. And I read your email synopsis this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My pleasure. Are, are we yes, ready to go? My husband, he's saying hello and closing the door. Say hi, Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hi, Garrett. <laughs> the trunk. <laughs> Has anybody seen that picture of Andrea Mitchell from MSNBC? It was a behind-the-scenes picture that someone took of her doing her hour-long show live from her living room with a TV in front of her and the IFB. And the guy who's running the camera is her 94-year-old husband, the former, yeah. uh, the former Fed chair, Alan Greenspan. Right. And, the, and like all the cameras are like on piles of books and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> this is what we live in now. It's not yeah. the living room. It's the studio. That's right. Yeah. Are we ready to open, Dr. Laura Rush? We Good are. morning. So we're we're heading back to quasi normalcy. I see this weekend for for uh, Memorial Day weekend. Go with caution. That that's my words of advice: is go with caution. Um, I don't know that we're 100 percent ready to be doing this. I'm I'm still seeing some new cases. The county's still seeing some new cases. Um, as the state, I mean, it's declining, but we're still seeing new cases. Right. So they're out there. People are still getting infected. So I would say proceed with caution. You know, it's, it'll be great for the Palm Springs economy, for the county economy to get people back to work. Um, but just um, be careful if you're going out. I, I, you know, I was out in town a few days ago visiting uh, my friend Michael Weems over at the Michael Weems Gallery. And he's been doing some curbside services there and selling some stuff. As we put in the newsletter last week. Yes, Did his you? services. Yeah. His services. Oh, you saw yeah. his sign? Yeah, we posted it on the, yeah. <laughs> well, for anybody who didn't see the sign or is listening on the podcast through earbuds, shield the children's ears now. What was the actual sign? What's this? Was it free curbside anal bleaching? Anal it was, bleaching. yeah. And so what's your review of the service? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to know. He doesn't give me any freebies. <laughs> so I have to pay. So no, he's, um, so it's nice. He's got some new, uh, new wares in his shop. He's got some collaborations with some other artists in there as well now. So... He's he's getting ready to go. I, I got some masks from him as well. So but, will he be part of this weekend's curbside yes. thing? Yeah, Mr. Weems will be open this weekend yes, and part will. of it. And his and we'll have Christopher also. Kennedy on in a few minutes to talk with us about all the stores that'll be open this weekend. Yeah, you guys was, all you guys have all heard of the exp, um, expression um, FOMO, fear yeah. fear of missing out, yeah. and there was an article in Vanity Fair that. What that's going to be replaced by is something called FOGO, fear of going out. out. Have you heard of that? Yeah. Oh, I haven't and, heard of it, but I've experienced a bit of it. Yeah. There, there are some people that are legitimate, legitimately terrified of leaving. They, they really just they're like, hey, I'll let you go, and I'll, I'll venture out in July, and we'll see how it goes. You know, it's interesting. I've had, I've actually had um, anxiety around being out, especially in the early days. You know, I was really surprised for being as social as I am. When I went out just to either meet somebody or pick up something, et cetera, there would just be this visceral reaction that I would just get the anxiety. And, like I was, and I was thinking, for me who's social, that must be really tough for people who are antisocial. Right. 
it's climbing for me. It isn't going the other way. I was in some blind, happy-go-lucky, eight-week, just push through it kind of vibe. And so some of it's kind of hitting. And that feeling of panic inside your mask, among other things, like I start to feel like I get a fever while I'm standing in line trying to be away. Yeah, it's scary. That's your adrenaline rush. Yeah, that that is the adrenaline coursing through your blood, giving you that, you know, fight or flight response. Yeah, and you start to feel hot and sweaty and anxious. And it's it's a very real thing. It's going to take some people quite a bit to, you know, engage and get back out into society. Yeah, I've been fortunate that I have a routine every day. I get up, I go to work. I see other people. I, I see patients. Not many, but I've been seeing patients. So it's been okay. And I'm used to being in an environment where it's, you know, I feel protected and I I trust my gear. I trust the mask, the, the gowns and the gloves, but going out into society with other people, it's going to be a little nerve wracking. Like I said, I've been in my own self-imposed quarantine the past couple of days due to a possible COVID exposure. It turned out that uh, it was, this patient was negative. So fortunately, thank goodness. So I will be able to, you know, go back into work tomorrow. I am actually getting my own COVID test tomorrow. Ah, I, I will be tested test. tomorrow. I, maybe I'll maybe I'll have somebody record it. So, oh, we should hear the body test. I'm sorry. The antibody or the no, no, no. The just the the, the nasal pharyngeal swab. Okay. So, so, so the, the, the antibody test is still not. We're not really trusting what's out there yet because they're not. Nothing's FDA approved yet. Yeah. So we're still not offering, and I'm getting requests so four or five times a day for, yeah. hey, can I be tested? I was like, we're we're currently not doing it. Not a lot of other physicians out here, even in private practice, are doing it yet. There's just a couple of tests available. Yeah. Um, I was telling you, two of my flight attendant friends both tested positive for the antibodies. They both got it through the airlines. Yeah. And uh, it'll so. be interesting to see how. If they can tell if it'll confer actual an immune response, so right. how long they'll stay immune to to COVID. So there we go. We have a whole bunch of people who are completely negative who are being injected as part of a test process, right? right. Whole bunch of young, healthy guinea pigs who have said, "Go ahead, give me the stuff." You mean right? for 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 a vaccine? I think for, is it for the vaccine? I think it is. There aren't, that's not being done widely yet that I oh, know no, no. because there are ethical issues. That's but one I'm of the reasons why vaccine development. group that we're all watching? Yeah, there was a group of 45, but that wasn't, wasn't that to see if it was safe for humans to take? Yes, correct. Yeah. That, there's ethical issues behind that. That's one of the reasons why vaccine testing takes so long right. is right. that you actually need to give it to people and kind of send them out into the world and see what happens. That's one of the reasons why it takes long to get a vaccine because there are some serious ethical issues and a lot of doctors would, would refuse to do it and a lot of scientists would refuse to do it to inject healthy people with this disease that could very well kill you. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, clinical trials are like that. They can be dangerous for, you know, the people taking the medication. And then there's the ethical issue about placebo and giving somebody a placebo. And so, you know, in a double blind study, both the doctors and the patients don't know who's getting the actual treatment and who's getting a placebo. Yeah. So. So, Dr. Rush, uh, we're slowly reopening. As of now, Riverside County is not one of the 38. As of this second, Uh, counties that has been approved to move deeper into level two. When you move deeper into level two, that means stores and restaurants can actually have customers inside of them. Um, Late last night, San Diego County was approved, Um, but uh, Riverside County has applied, and as soon as today could be approved, it'll be a couple more days until that actually happens. But even if that doesn't happen, um, Morongo's open, the two Agua Caliente casinos are open as of tomorrow. So we are heading down that road. If we decide... Uh, to go out either be it for groceries like we have been or we decide to go to a casino or go to one of these stores or restaurants when they do open what in your mind yes with we'll we'll drag Shad along kicking and screaming with that look on her face no of course not but what can we do what what steps do you recommend that we can do to keep ourselves as safe as possible and at the same time be as calm as possible about this I would, you know, if you're going to go out and you want to go to the casino, if you want to go to a restaurant, I would not, you know, you just have to go. You want to get out. I wouldn't be going during peak hours. You know, I would say go early when restaurants and these spaces are still relatively clean. Um, I wouldn't go with a large party. 
because you're going to have to be seated, you know, accordingly. So I would go with maybe one or two other people. Do your social distancing. Make sure that, you know, you're, you're at a table and give you some space from other people. And I'm seeing, give me something in the back corner away from everybody else and just keep your space. But if you're immune compromised, if you have diabetes that's not controlled, if you have HIV that's not well controlled, if you have cancer, any of these things that are not controlled, this is not the time to be going to a restaurant. So it's, it's using good judgment when you're going out and staying safe. If you're healthy and you want to venture out and go and see friends and go to dinner, be safe. Just, just do the right thing. You, you know, wear a mask when you're going in and out. Obviously, you can't wear a mask when you're eating. But, you know, you take a mask off, eat, put the mask on. I suppose you could. It's probably a little annoying. Um, but I would, you know, wear masks out and about if you're going into stores. And most stores shouldn't be letting you in anyway without one at this point. I think that's part of the, uh, the agreement that they're making here in downtown. Right. There's a set of guidelines to let people in. They have to be wearing masks. Actually, downtown, the stores, the stores as of now will not be letting people in. It will only be curbside because we have not we have not been blessed with the governor to go into further stage two. So as of right now, it's curbside delivery. We're still early stage two. But, you know, I I, they'll probably move us along. Yep. They'll probably move us along. So it's just the same thing we've been doing. Just be safe and, and use good judgment. Don't go if you think that you're at risk. Well, there was a spike in deaths yesterday, right, in our yes. county? Yeah. Can I go back to it for a second on the anxiety issue? So when, when people are experiencing anxiety, and we've, we've all had that happen, one of the things that um, I've been told is that, um, you know, like a Xanax, which I have, um, that actually helps reduce the um, adrenaline in your system, or it helps, like, put that aside. Um, I just got some CBD gummies. I know that that's been helping as well. What are, are you, you sharing, Brad? I, I am. I actually I love them. Yeah. Um, what What are your thoughts on on either the prescription route, the CBD route? Uh, and obviously, exercise and other things like that are are the best, most natural route. But what are your thoughts on the others? Yeah, as a physician, I'm going to say, you know, I am not a fan of benzodiazepines because they're highly addicting but there are people that take them they take them just fine and and they do fine with them it's not um the first thing that i would go to so you know if, if someone's coming with just you know new onset of anxiety because they're they're cooped up or they're worried about going out it's doing things like you know meditation deep breathing exercises going for a walk playing music watching what's in your diet watching the amount of caffeine and alcohol you drink because both of those things can exacerbate your anxiety Make it right to that. Cheers. And uh, getting I have vodka in my coffee. No, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Getting decent amount of sleep, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's going to be a huge part of it. And going from there, if you really feel you need a medication, you know, CBD is fine. Um, THC, I don't have a problem with, you know, but CBD is fine. If it works for you, it doesn't work for everybody, just like it doesn't for pain control. For some people, it works great. For pain, like CB topicals, Luna has an opinion on on CBD. So she's uh yeah. What you want a Xanax? <laughs> she needs one right now. She's mad at the cat. Puppy uppers and doggy downers. I'll tell you, I found I found something on the internet called oddly satisfying video. And it is like 10 minutes of people cleanly and crisply completing a task, chopping a whole pile of wood, painting an entire wall, water washing the mold off part of a fence. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. I I didn't even know it existed. It turns out there's a bunch of them, you know, cleaning the paint roller and poof, it's done. I have found that to be a little bit meditational or call the OCD and all of us. No, I I had been asking people to, you know, are there apps out there that people can use? And a lot of people recommended the app called calm. Yeah. Well, I see their commercials where they, they have 15 seconds of waterfall sounds. Yeah. So I basically get a 15 second meditation. As soon as I hear that ad, I let it, I let it go. I, I I do. I do. Me too. I would just make me pee. What? That would just make me want to go pee if I heard water rushing. (laughs) 
We should talk about your prostate then, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, let's let's go into that. Great pickup well, line, by the way. So. How's your BPH? Yeah. So I have another thought. Everything's good. That I can't get out of my head, which is we have never seen or heard from that aide, President Aide, or the valet, or now even Fauci. Like, we don't know anything about did they get sick? Did they yeah, really where are get they? sick? How are they? Like, has there been something that I've missed? on any of their cases? They, like everything else, I think they're just kind of brushing it under the carpet and like nothing to see here, move along. You know, where's Giuliani? Where are all these people hiding? Um, why is the president taking hydroxychloroquine when it's not indicated for prophylaxis? So I, I don't know what's going on over there in, uh, on Pennsylvania Avenue, I don't. Actually, doctor, this is, this is honestly true. Apparently Dr. Fauci has done or is doing a takeover of Julia Roberts' Instagram. So he's okay. I'm not joking. That's actually happened or as has happened. I, I had to just double check and verify. And yes, that, that, that is what a thing. What does that mean? It means that, well, she's got a bunch of Instagram followers and she's going to go live on her Instagram page and talk to her followers, which will be millions of people if, if they, they hop on. So, okay. Get hip, man. <laughs> a takeover, you know. Yes. Very funny. So, yeah, it's it, it's strange. We're seeing some some strange stuff out there, and I think you know people are reacting very funny to to, to being fearful. But you know, go, going back to the anxiety, it's there's a there's a lot of things you can do. But if if you do feel like this is overwhelming, um, then actually you know speak to your physician. You could do things like this: a, a Zoom meeting or virtual meeting with a therapist or your doctor, and say this is no longer something that I'm managing well or um, I'm hitting the, the alcohol too much, or I'm hitting the weed too much, and it, it's causing a problem. If you feel it's a problem for you, then it probably is. Yeah. And check, and they could start you on antidepressant medications, and those are not forever, and they're not addicting. Things like Zoloft, Paxil, Wellbutrin, they're not addicting medications. Um, but they're not the kind of thing that you take one when you're stressed out. So no. I think people take Xanax in that way. Xanax is like an Advil, it's an as-needed medication. You take it when you're feeling those symptoms and it acts pretty quickly and it doesn't last very long. Um, Hmm. But it's, it's because of the way it works, it's, they're very addicting medication. So you have to be careful with it. So they can be very- I didn't realize they were addictive. I didn't realize that was addictive. Yeah, so when, when people are taking medications like benzodiazepines or opiates, for instance, um, physicians run reports through the Department of Justice called it a cures report. So we have to people that take these chronically and to make sure that they're only getting them from one physician and not taking more than they're supposed to be taking. So and then they're also supposed to be drug testing patients who take this. You're supposed to get drug tested at least twice a year to make sure there's nothing else in your system. You so that's how happening. That's how serious it is. That's happening. Oh. That's happening. So I don't know whether you know it's behind the scenes or not, but most physicians are running a cures report on all their patients that take controlled substances. We have to. It's we have to keep our license. That's so good. We have to keep That's our license. great. Never Every one of those food. happy pills makes me cry, so it doesn't work for me. The liquor store doesn't keep a list. No. Okay. Hey, real quick, I have one other um, one other app that I really have, I've liked for a long time, even before the crisis. It's called Headspace. Yeah, um, you don't see it advertised very much. It's uh, no. I think you can have different voices. I have kind of a British Australian guy, yeah. and it's um, and I, I really I've enjoyed that app um, over the last That's couple great. of years. And what does this British Australian dude tell you uh, to relax? Uh, calming, calming little. So literally. Did you make it all the way through the Deepak Chopra Oprah thing, Brad? No, and that's no, I couldn't. I, it, I fell out too, but I made it like 13 of the 21 days. And it just got to be, I, I just don't, I can't get into Deepak oh. Chopra. I can't, I, he, for some reason, that just doesn't work terribly well for me, um, his meditation. Yeah. So Oprah, I liked him. I just couldn't get through that. And I loved seeing him when he was at the Palm Springs Speaks series. Right. He got his book. I, I actually loved that. I, I'm a big fan, but the the, uh, the meditation didn't work. Okay, I can't help but go in a quick little side note, sure. too. We have a local author whose book came out this week. If you know Maggie Downs, she is such an amazing writer, such an amazing writer. And her book, Braver Than You Think, came out, and I got it on Audible because I'm too crazy to sit and read. 
and uh, it's great. So local author does good. Oh, good. And what's it about? It's actually nothing like all the stuff she writes because she writes real a lot with a lot of humor and it's actually a travel log as she was losing her mother to Alzheimer's. Mm. She took a worldwide around the world trip to all the places her mom would have wanted to go. Mm. And, uh, it's good. It's rich. It's rich. Her mom has Alzheimer's and she's 21 at the time of the writing of the tale. And, uh, and her mom is like 60, 58 or something. So it's good. But this has been the the upside to this is people have been had, having some time to explore, you know, writing, um, different apps that are out there, different programs. I know with my downtime, I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins things, yeah. so I, I find him fantastic. And Brene Brown, if you haven't listened to any of her TED yeah, talks, she's good. And her books are amazing too. So it's it's nice to be able to to hear this and 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 to spend some time with them. And and people are coloring. Indeed, they are. I'm working on coloring. I'm working on mine. I haven't touched it. But speaking of coloring, yes, Coachella Valley Independent and the Create Center have put together the uh, fabulous coloring uh, Coachella Valley um, coloring book with all sorts of uh, local artists and photos that have been transposed into uh, something you can color if you can stay in the lines, but. Color over the lines. Do what you it's like. It's very calming. It's very calming. Yeah, and you go to cvindependent.com to get that. Yep, exactly. It's very calming. You don't have to stay in the lines. You know, we're, you do you. But you go to cvindependent.com, click on the big coloring book icon there, and uh, we're probably about 15 coloring books away from going into our second print run. So That's uh, awesome. That's on that, so. That's wonderful. Very That's cool. Pretty. And pick the best one colored. We should think about that. Right? Best page. Absolutely. I'm going to admit. Wow. Look who's joining us. Hi, Hugh. Hello. Good morning. So Hugh meets Dr. Laura Rush. She's on the other side of the screen from you. She's talking about all the medical stuff happening in uh, in Greater Palm Springs during the uh, COVID crisis, and Hugh had Hugh and I have come up with some fun things to do. So we wanted to um, kind of switch gears and talk about that. But before we do, um, Laura, any uh, anything else we should know about? Just, just like you said, stay safe going into the weekend. If you can get out a little bit. I think it'll be good for everybody to just to kind of leave their homes. But when you do, just be careful and, you know, go give some support to our, our local shops if you can. We, we need it. We all need it. Just be okay. safe. Thanks, Laura. We love you. I uh, love you guys. Too. you guys. Have a great week. Hopefully we'll see you out this weekend somewhere. All right. Behind a mask in a car with the windows up. <laughs> you know what's funny? When people recognize you, even with your mask on, I'm always sort of taken aback. I realize, especially when you don't recognize them. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you don't recognize who they are. Right. Yeah. That's actually happened to me. I've had patients come up to me, and I'm wearing, you know, glasses and a mask, and you know, they're wearing a mask, and they're like, "Doctor Rush, I have a question for you." And I'm, I'm looking at them like, "You don't recognize me?" I'm like, "You're wearing a mask," (laughs) and I met you once three years ago. (laughs) Right. I'm sorry. So, yeah, we'll, we'll all get to know each other by their special masks. There we go. All right. All right. Just don't give anybody the side eye. <laughs> you guys have a good, safe Memorial Day weekend. You, you too. Thanks, honey. Thank Be you. safe. Bye. Well, Hugh, good morning. Good morning, everybody. From New York City, correct? <laughs> yeah, correct. Now, do I understand that, that uh, you have had COVID-19? Is that correct? Yeah, I had uh, COVID back in March for about 12 days, and I had all the symptoms except for the no breathing. Uh, so I feel very, very fortunate that I made it through with as mild as it was. No, the worst part right? for me was like extreme lethargy. I would wake up to go pee in the morning and have to take a nap because it was just, it was exhausted. Uh, but the weirdest part was the, like losing my taste buds. Uh, everything to like metal except for really salty or really sweet. So I had no appetite forever. But they came back, right? 
yeah, for the most part, I sometimes feel a little numb in my tongue, but you know, everything else is just fine. I'm, I feel very, very fortunate. But I still wear my mask because I'm a responsible New Yorker, unlike some Good other man. New Yorkers. Are you seeing a lot of people not wearing masks in New York City now? Um, you, uh, I would say about on the street, about a third don't. Uh, and most of them I would attribute to, you know, they're in the homeless population because uh, there's not that many people on the street. Um, or they're just, they look like they're idiots. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but the rest are, runners never do, which pisses me off. Um, and bikers sometimes do, but, you know, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that shows you the lack of consistency because here, if you're running, jogging, or biking, you don't need a mask. Right. It's not even recommended. So. Well, as you go down the sidewalk, you know, they're only well, so wide. Yeah. And then you, everybody passes within two feet of each other. And so it's very easy to inhale something, I think. But well, here, we're, here, we're here today to talk about a new series of fun virtual events that we are just getting started. Um, and it, so you have something called the Men Event in New York. And when we're not in lockdown, um, you put together some really fun events. Yeah, uh, the Men Event started in 2004. We, were, we launched as a request of Times Square Bid, which is now called Times Square Alliance. Um, the president and I uh, were out to lunch at the very last month that um, the Howard Johnson's was still open. Mm -hmm. Remember Howard Johnson Times Square? Yeah. Uh, and he's gay. And for kitsch value, we were having clam strips. Um, <laughs> and we were each going through our own history of what it was to be young and gay in Times Square and remembering, you know, um, that various clubs were there and naughty places were there. There was a, a club that was gay on Sunday nights, which has now uh, been leveled and turned into the W Hotel. It used to be Minsky's Broadway Theater. Um, and he was saying that we can't have gay leave the recipe. Gay has always been here. It might have been illicit um, at some point, but the gay has always been in Times Square. We can't have that leave. And at that point, it was the last month above the... Um, the Howard Johnson's was the Gaiety Theater, which wasn't really gay. It was more like straight boys from Canada dancing for closeted businessmen. Um, but uh, he said, we can't have the sleeve. So I was doing a lot of gay promotions for Broadway shows at the time. I, I was a Broadway marketer and still am. Um, and so he says, you know how to do the gay promotions, go and, and make something gay for Times Square. So two months later, we launched the men event and our first event, which was a roving cocktail party that cook, took over a straight establishment, not quite a guerrilla gay bar because they knew they were coming, um, but it was called Cocktails on the Go-Go. And every month we went to a different straight place in Times Square. Uh, and that evolved into me growing one of the largest gay email lists in New York City. And we have since hosted about 2000 events. We still do, uh, or did when we <laughs> were not on quarantine, um, a regular gay cocktail party that is a pop-up somewhere. Uh, but we have hosted um, uh, private shopping nights for Macy's. We hosted the big gay party at the Metropolitan Museum where it was a free event, open bar for two hours after hours, but 18,000, 1,800 tickets went in three seconds. It turned <laughs> into, you know, a lot of kind of events that are beyond the usual bar club, you know, dragging yeah. kind of thing. Um, so I've been running these events, and one of our most popular ones have been uh, speed dating. I'm kind of the speed dating guy for New York for the gays. Um, we've been running that since 2009. Um, and I put together so many couples and I've married them off. I'm also an officiant. So uh, you've actually, hold on a second. You've actually married our social media director, Nick Singleton, and uh, his husband, Greg. You married them. We just put this out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've married people all over the city and all over the state, in, in multiple states, and it's been a real joy. Um, I've done one straight marriage, but the rest have all been in the gay world. Have you done um, any Zoom weddings? Have there been, are people getting married on Zoom? I haven't, um, but I think it's legal. Probably. Wow. I want to hear from a, a lawyer friend of mine, but uh, I, since I have the antibodies, I, I'll, I promise people I can go anywhere. So Good. So now we're going to pivot and we're going to do online events and we're going to start with um, 
uh, a virtual trivia night. And uh, so you're helping us produce these. Tell us about the trivia night, and then we're going to go into, we've got a couple of speed dating events coming up and a, and a murder mystery event. Sure. So uh, we start to launch Pride Month on June 1st. We are doing a big gay trivia contest. Um, and it's a fun night where we, we limit it to 20 people, uh, and everybody has a chance to win. Uh, and the questions are things you should know or common sense. Uh, they might delve into the gay world quite severely or joyously. Um, but they're things that everybody kind of should know. There'll be a couple of zingers in there that might be a little bit more difficult, uh, as well as some gay history. I'm writing one right now for, uh, for the New York Trivia Contest, which is next Monday. And there's an Anita Bryant question in there. So if you're, if you're a younger gay, you should, you know, study up a little bit. Um, but it's it's a lot of fun, and everybody can uh, throughout throughout the whole event. It's a lot of conversation and a lot of joking, and it's a way to connect, uh, particularly with people that you don't uh, you might not have met before. So you're making new friends and new new associations, and it's it's they're really fun. Have you married any people that were in the trivia nights? <laughs> um, not so far. Know it all seeks egghead. That's right. You never know what's going to happen. You never know where romance is going to pop up. And then we're going to start with a virtual speed dating June 10th for 40 and 50s. So that, uh, what is that? That's called what? Chicken in Palm Springs? Oh, I, I, well, you're gonna wanna, you have to say that. I don't That's know. a zygote. <laughs> Well, Since this is Palm that's Springs, that's I have to ask, will that be limited to single people? I would hope so. We but would hope I'm not, so, yeah. not going to look at it. It was a joke. It was a joke. I know. I know. Yeah, you won't go into details. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, but on the speed dating events, you uh, people will go on several one-on-one -on -one dates. We're using the Zoom platform for that, but um, we can do them in breakout rooms. Mm -hmm. um, we'll go on one-on-one -on -one dates. They'll last about five minutes each. And they'll meet a lot of people in the room. And at the end of the night, they can submit their, uh, their choices. And they can meet again, or they can, they can request to meet again for any number of, uh, of choices. And they are uh, for second date, because you just had your first. It was five minutes, but it was your first. Okay. Uh, you can meet for second date, or friendship, or business. Because I'm a real believer in destiny, and people meet people for certain reasons. So I'm here to facilitate that. Uh, they that submit those, fun. Yeah, they submit their choices, and within a couple hours, you get an email back with the contact information for your mutual matches, who you have matched for the same reason, and then it's up to you to continue the conversation. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, we've, got a, we, we've got a fourth one, so a, a second speed dating set up for later in the month with 55 plus. We decided to go a little older, and then depending on how this goes, we will do other age ranges. We'll do we may do a bear event, um, lesbian dating. That would be interesting to try. Shan, what do you think? You yeah, yeah. That? Let's do it. Okay. I also saw on your site that you have a scavenger hunt. So uh, that I ran one of those a few times. It's really yeah. fun. The scavenger hunts the, for the at-home edition. It's hysterical. I bet. You tell people, okay, you have 15 seconds to get this. And it's something that everybody or most people should have. Right. But to see people <laughs> leap away from the computer to find and make a pack within 15 seconds is hysterical. Shan, um, I'm going to get you involved in that one. That'll be fun. Yeah. My melon baller. I had it right here. Right. It's right. like a good way to get injured. Well, it's up to you how you open that your apartment. <laughs> I'm not going to. I did it. a fundraiser with one, I and did. it was overnight. It was 48 hours almost, and wow. and it was called the Great Race of the Desert. And people signed up and paid a couple hundred dollars to be a participant. It was fun. I love that. Well, I, I have to that. tell you, Hugh, we're so. That's a great idea. We're so happy to start partnering with you. And Shan and I just started talking about some things that we will be able to do. Um, we're looking to expand this. And then once, you know, once the quarantine comes off, we can turn these back into real live events. We don't have to do them virtually anymore. God only knows when that will be, but uh, we're looking forward to it. So all of these events are on the Gay Desert Guide Facebook page or the I Love Gay Palm Springs Facebook page. Uh, June 1 is virtual trivia, June 10th, the virtual speed dating for 40s and 50s. The Big Gay Murder Mystery uh, is on June 20th, 
And then uh, June 24th, speed dating 55 plus. So that's our, our kickoff to Pride Month is the first one in June with Trivia Night. Only 20 people can get in. And uh, a nominal cost for each of these uh, helps support uh, all the, the platform and everything that we're doing and uh, taking care of some of the losses that we've experienced, uh, both of us, you and I both, in, uh, in our regular business. And what else are we doing? Right, right. <laughs> It's going to be fun. I'm so excited. Thank you for uh, getting back in touch. He and I have met on this topic a number of times, and we've threatened. And finally, it took a, it took a COVID crisis to bring us together well, and to start doing some fun events. And, and I'm just I'm thrilled to, uh, to be partnering with you. And thank you so much for coming on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. My pleasure. And stay safe in New York, Hugh. I'll try. Wear your mask. See you soon. All right, we are now welcoming to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, Christopher Kennedy, designer extraordinaire and uh, downtown merchant, well, uptown merchant. Christopher, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Thanks for having me. Of course. We were on a call this week with uh, Mayor Coors and uh, the downtown merchants, and this great idea has And the police up. sergeant. Don't forget the sergeant of the police force. Oh. I was very nervous. Oh. <laughs> he was packing heat. Yes, anyway, but go on. That's okay. <laughs> Over my shoulder, you will see a great graphic that Shag just put together. This whole, this whole promotion for um, getting the retail started in downtown Palm Springs came together very quickly. And so, Christopher, I wanted to have you talk about it today and let people know that this is curbside only. So tell us about the, the Palm Springs retailers shop for the shelter this weekend. Yeah, so the retailers have gotten together kind of informally. It's an extension of the Main Street Group, which, incurred, which uh, includes restaurateurs and retailers. But since retailers were just allowed to reopen in a curbside capacity, we wanted to, to, to kind of unite and get together and support each other and plan an event to let everyone know that we are open with whatever open means today. We know that changes all the time. We're open for curbside pickup. And we all know that our charities in the Valley are suffering through this pandemic as well. A lot of their galas have been canceled. Of course, people's pocketbooks have tightened up. So we always want to support the great charities in the desert. And this is like a great coming together. Um, we are, our first event, there could be more over the summer, who knows, but our first, um, our first event is called Shop for the Shelter and Let Us Fetch It For You. So we're going to encourage curbside pickup people to get out, to come you know, see us, uh, at least from their cars and over their masks, to say hello, um, to shop our, you know, um, all of our great merchants downtown and support them and support the animal shelter. It is Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, each retailer kind of has different hours, so check the social media or the website of your favorite boutiques in town and uh, shop for a good cause. So we've actually shared this as an event on the Gay Desert Guide Facebook page. You can learn more about it. But we did get the, the press release. Uh, David Perry was kind enough to volunteer his service. Brad, we can barely hear you. Seriously. How about now? Sorry. No? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't do anything necessarily different. Okay. So slate again. Um, Sorry. Um, I'm trying to think where I was on that. Oh, you can start from the beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know. So uh, David Perry was kind enough to uh, to a press release and to get the list of merchants out. We've uh, been seeing things like Michael Weems, which we hope that his uh, anal bleaching may be over for the weekend. <laughs> Maybe he's put that aside. There's a market for everybody and everything, Brad. Bleach <laughs> is very precious right now, though. That's true. It's a commodity. Um, but uh, everything from pet stores, Puppy La La, Running Wild, PS212 Home, Shag yeah. Store, and of course this great graphic that Shag put together for us. Um, Christopher, we've been asked on social media whether that graphic, if he, is he going to be producing that as a, uh, as a print? I will have to call Shag and ask him. I'm not really sure. This just really shows what a great town this is. You know, when, when this got together, I said I would make the graphics. And I thought, you know, how can I really elevate this? And I thought, I'm going to call Shag, who I know just, you know, kind of socially. We're not great friends, but we do know each other. And when I called him, he just, him, he said yes immediately. You know, this just shows. So everyone wants to support retailers and each other and our town as a whole. So, you know, uh, Shag's contribution is just one example of a lot of great things happening during this pandemic that are going to get us all through it together. And to answer your question, I don't know that, but I will make the suggestion. And I suspect that he will if there's enough demand. 
you know, can you imagine 20 years hence when people take a look back? Right. I mean, this graphic. Hopefully it'll be just a you know, snapshot in time as something we're not still living through, but it'll be a reminder of something we all, you know, fared through together. I enjoy yeah. the shag jag. Exactly. Palm Springs Life will be selling the print as one of their, uh, one of their historical prints, you know? Yeah. Tell us about your store specifically and some of the things, because, you know, look, you put this together. You're one of the many merchants that are participating, but it's also nice to know what you've got going on as well. Well, thank you for asking. What we have going on is we will definitely be here all weekend. It's my birthday on Sunday, so I'll just be inside and probably drinking a little bubbly, as you know, not going to lie. Um, but we will be here. And actually, something exciting, we are actually launching a brand new website, including e-commerce on Saturday. So it's great timing. I've actually had this in the works since January, kind of sped it up during the pandemic, of course, but everything in our store and a lot more will be available on our website starting Saturday morning, plus about 18 design projects that haven't been seen before. So really taking it to the next level online. So either come see us in person or online. Christopher Kennedy, he has been designing and creating and engaging in our community for 15 years. How many years? 15, exactly, you're right. Right, yeah, and just with a brightness and a, you know how it is to have a young, bright person in this town. It's an extra special rainbow light that shines out of you. And uh, so to see that your hand was crafting this event was no surprise to me. And uh, so I do encourage people to get to your website because your collections and everything that you do is, it is so very Palm Springs in a special beautiful way i'm done being all gooey but yeah thank you yeah that means so much to me shan thank, thank you. you yeah it's it's incredible and thank you uh, christopher thank you would you tell us your website please so people can check that out as well christopher yeah, it is christophercennedy.com yeah. common spelling i'm pretty common christophercennedy.com wonderful super i expect to do a drive by this weekend and see you tossing one back Perfect. Come say hi. And 10% going to the animal shelter. Shan has just been actually um, uh, uh, fostering some kittens from the animal shelter. Um, and we know that the animal shelter is in great need. So the fact that you can tie a charity into this, especially something as near and dear as the animal shelter, which we know is probably going to suffer some cuts in the uh, in the budget cuts that are happening. Yeah. In so thank you, Christopher. We are looking forward to a great weekend of curbside pickup uh, in downtown Palm Springs. Um, we'll have this in the Gay Desert Guide email newsletter. It's on our uh, Facebook page as well. I know I'm sending Nick down to do some social media around it this weekend. And we uh, even have um, our hot deals this week features PIPAs. Um, with a discount offer on Gay Desert Guides. So we're trying to be uh, very participatory. And Christopher, thanks for coming on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast today. Thanks for having me, you guys. And happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you so much. 39 again. Bye, you guys. <laughs> One of the things I always look forward to is seeing a little something something in my inbox from Jimmy Bogle, who is the <laughs> publisher and uh, editor of the Coachella Valley Independent. And you do a great job of consolidating news in a, in a way that's a, a great digestible read. Thank, Thank you very you. much. I appreciate that. But we're doing our daily digest five or six days a week. Um, we send it out about seven o'clock every night to kind of cover what's happened in the day's news. And for the last five, four or five days, we've really been on reopen watch because, yeah. you know, for the first you know month or so, it was huddle down, bad news, bad news, bad news. Now we're switching, and, and hopefully it's good news. We'll see how this all goes. And uh, Riverside County applied to move further into Stage 2 last Friday. And as of yet, um, as, of, as of this taping at least, uh, we haven't gotten the go-ahead for that. And then, um, you know, Governor Newsom, hopefully, if everything goes well, um, first part of June, we'll move on to Stage 3. And that means that I can actually get this haircut finally, um, which badly needs to be done. Um, but beyond that, uh, here at The Independent, we're busy. We're actually working on our June print edition. We're still doing a June print edition. We're actually raising our circulation for June in anticipation, fingers crossed, of more things opening. Um, our cover story is actually going to be a piece that you can read right now on cvindependent.com that I did. I actually talked to three uh, 
local restaurant app delivery drivers about their experiences of driving in this age of COVID-19. Interesting. And, um, you know, for one of the drivers, it's actually been a better experience because he feels safer now because there's so much contactless delivery. But another one of the people I talked to, um, some of you might know Alex Callego or Calego. Um, yeah. He's the organizer of the Palm Springs Comic-Con, the yeah. one that's actually affiliated with the San Diego Comic-Con. Well, he's a Filipino-American, and he's gotten some less-than-kind treatment as a result of some of the, uh, the anti-Asian sentiment fomented by certain um, politicians in this country. So you can read that right now at cvindependent.com, or you can read it in print next week when the June print edition post-Memorial Day starts hitting the streets. Looking now, forward to that, Jimmy. As a result of this, there are, I, I get different kind of emails than I did two years ago. And, uh, and so even to do the podcast, I get the CNN thing. I sometimes get a HuffPost thing. I get the New York Times morning thing. And I get you. And I turn to you every single day. I really appreciate getting it in a nutshell where I can click the stuff that trips my trigger. There are days where I can't even click the bad news link, right? Yep. And you sometimes have to go, I, I want to know about it, but I can't afford it in my psyche at this minute. So I've gone back to some of the, and you know, it's shielded. You give me the, I yep. know that something happened and I get to decide whether or not to click, click beyond that. So thank you. It's been a good tool for me. Well, thank you. I admit that I look forward um, to Saturdays a lot more than I used to. Not that I didn't used to look forward to Saturdays, but I don't usually do a daily digest on Saturday. <laughs> and so I feel the same way uh, where I just don't want to look at the news one day. But unfortunately, being in the news business, you kind of have to. So yeah. Saturdays are extra special for me these days. But thank you, Shannon. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I have you and I have Rachel Maddow and I have Turner Classic Movies. <laughs> And that's that what cleanses my palate. And then what we need much... that is a little bit of dessert. Oh, yes. Got to have a little dessert. Oh, and that brings us to our takeout shout-outs for this week. It's a dessert edition. Yeah. And I have, to, I have to be, you know, in my neighborhood for desserts. And just the picture. I, I send pictures of the display case to people, you know, from back in the day. Sherman's Delicatessen downtown. The cake's are fabulous. One piece of cake can feed a family of eight. Yes. <laughs> I love their German chocolate cake. And like he said, I, I, I like my cake. I, uh, I'm looking forward to the bears content that, uh, that Brad's going to be developing here soon um, online. But uh, you know, like so the German chocolate cake, it's even for me, it's like four or five desserts because it's so immense. Well, I'm going to go just the opposite. I'm going to a place where the portions are small but the quality is really high, and so it's, it's actually a, just a, a, one of those experiences that you love to savor. Cream, K-R-E-E-M. Right. It's on the curve um, from East Palm Canyon to South Palm Canyon, where that little light is, and uh, not too far from Steinmart. Um, so that, that play, El Mirasol's right next door, for example. Uh, what's the wine bar? That's Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive, which is, not, is clo closed right now. Oh, she is selling wine. You can actually go to for the Dead or Alive Facebook page, and she is actually selling wine. Oh, good to know. So you, you can't go in and drink it, but you can sure buy it from her. Absolutely. Got it. But Cream, uh, they're open, I think, till uh, 8 o'clock each night, and uh, they're doing a great job with social distancing, but I love their lemon meringue pie. Mm -hmm. Ice cream. Very good. I feel guilty. I'm still not really doing desserts at all after all this keto and stuff, but there's a couple of good ones on the menu at Grand Central. They do some like home cooking comfort uh, kind of uh, desserts. And other than that, I actually found a keto brownie mix and uh, ordered it and made the brownies. And ate them? I can't believe how good they are. Now, the little packet was $9.99 plus shipping, um, but I cut them into microscopic little brownies and I put them in the freezer and I'm just snorting them when I really <laughs> feel like I Let's do the mix. Set up lines of the... Oh, I never even thought. Don't even make the mix. Yeah. There's a stick and a half of butter in there while you're avoiding sugar. So, anyway. Keto. And all this talk of cool treats, you know, Shan's uh, frozen snort brownies 
and uh, and the cream ice cream uh, makes me think of Great Shakes. They've actually expanded their hours. They recently reopened um, on the weekends, but now I believe they're, I don't know all their hours, but they've expanded to more days of the week. And not only at, at, um, at Great Shakes do you get a really amazing milkshake, you get that little donut on top, which I just so, so, so much love. Oh, that sounds good. Hey, a couple of things I wanted to remind people of. Um, tomorrow is Harvey Milk Day. The 22nd, tomorrow being Friday, May 22nd, 2020. And, of course, we've had to announce the cancellation of the Harvey Milk Diversity Breakfast on July 11th. Yeah. Um, that plus all the other canceled events and the rescheduled events uh, we have available on our homepage at Gay Desert Guide with a little PDF that you can print out and kind of play along. Um, it, it's, it's not a fun game because, unfortunately, as we move along, things are getting canceled and postponed and we're still really concerned about everything from the fall theater season to uh, whether pride will continue or not. Uh, you know, all these things remain to be seen um, and we're certainly hopeful, but um, Harvey Milk, unfortunately this year, the Harvey Milk diversity breakfast will not be happening. Um, one, of the one of the consequences of all of our businesses being closed is that um, some of the businesses that have committed to sponsorship dollars really just can't afford them this year. Yep. So um, the GSAs are going to be impacted uh, severely this year. And we're, we're going to look to ways to support the GSAs and the Safe Schools Project uh, throughout the summer. So we'll see if we can't come up with some other ways to... Uh, to well, and I don't think I'm supposed to just throw it out here in the middle of everything, but... I have seen a couple of really interesting online auctions, and it just so happens that someone is sending me a case of numbered Harvey Milk divert, Harvey Milk uh, Stoli bottles, a case of six, wow. and they're um, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I think it might be a nice little thing to start an auction catalog with, and maybe I have a- I love that. Yeah. Let's talk to Ron DeHart and see how he likes that idea. Maybe we could do even a limited uh, online auction for something yeah. like that. that would be fun. Or a few of them, right? Yeah, let's do one bottle at a time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Anyway. I love that idea. Um, well, and, uh, and again, on, uh, again our, our, our new programs with uh, the men events, our speed dating and trivia, and some other fun virtual events are available on Gay Desert Guide. And, um, and we'll be putting out our newsletter today. Jimmy, I always read your newsletter. It's great to know exactly what's going on with the crisis. Um, we try to bring people some of the great virtual events that are happening in town, um, some of the other news and events and activities. And, um, and next week, I'm getting ready to relaunch our website. And, the, and what was behind me before earlier in the podcast, if you were watching the video version, is the, uh, the new Gay Desert Guide Mobile, which is uh, going to debut next week as well. Yeah, it's still in the Gay Desert Guide cave now. <laughs> Yes. It is. <laughs> He'll slide down his Gay Desert Guide pole into the, the cave and, and drive it out of the uh, cave opening next week. Are you going to um, have a whole rebrand for uh, Gay Desert Guide? Yeah. Yep. We've got a new logo and a new look. And, and Congrats. Feel. Can't wait to see it all. It's looking Thank sharp. You. I got a sneak preview. It's looking really sharp, Brad. That's right. That's Thank great. you very much, Jimmy. I'll look forward to seeing you all next week for another edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Shop for the shelter and let them fetch it for you, uh, the Palm Springs retailers, all this weekend with proceeds benefiting the Palm Springs Animal Shelter. Check it out. Gay Desert Guide has all the links for you. Thanks, Jimmy, for coming on today. Shan, thank you, as always, for co-hosting the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. And John, thank you for all of your technical expertise, the editing that goes into this podcast every week. So thanks to Hugh for coming on with his events and Laura and Christopher Kennedy. And we had a good little lineup of adventure. Thanks, guys. And gal. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.